And welcome to episode 40 of the Lace Em Up podcast. I'm Steve Ellsworth. I'm Brett Dubuff. Been a couple of weeks uh, since uh, we last chatted, and a lot of stuff's been happening. Uh, the Sens actually made a trade, which I didn't expect. Uh, but first, um, before we get to all the signings and the trades, um, we're going to do our um, top lists, our top uh, lists. Um, the first of uh, a couple that we're going to do uh, this offseason. Yeah, off like a season. future 15, I guess we could call yeah. it. I don't know. Yeah, this year, uh, this episode is going to be top 15 uh, NHL talents this year. Our predictions, our opinions, we welcome yours as well. Um, but before we get to that, shout-outs to all the players past and present who have worn uh, number 40 in the NHL. Tuka Rask, of course, of your Boston Bruins. Uh, Patrick Laleem, uh, Robin Leonard, two uh, Ottawa goalies who uh, wore number 40. Um, during his time with the Caps, Simeon Varlamov also uh, wore number 40. And Mike Hoffman, not the Mike Hoffman for Ottawa, there's a Mike Hoffman in 1983 who wore number 40, a little-known fact. But you've got your obvious guys, Henrik Zetterberg, Alex Tangay, Devin Dubnik, um, Mikhail Grabner, uh, Vinny Prospo, Mike Rathje, Darren Pang, of course, and Fred Brathwaite, uh, who made an insane save as a member of the Calgary Flames in the 90s, that uh, I, I think goes down in history. is probably uh, one of the more unlikely saves you're going to see. But uh, every now and again, you see it on highlight uh, packs, top tens, and it, your jaw drops every time. So uh, to all the players past and present who wore number 40 in the NHL, this podcast is for you. It's time to lace them up. Here's Brett and Steve. So there was a lot of goalies there. Yeah, 40 is a goalie yeah. number uh, mainly. Um, let's see here. Uh, Twitter. Uh, yeah, so Twitter, lace them podcast. Uh, mail, you can email us your uh, you know, feedback. Questions. Uh, questions, whatever. We're gonna be doing a list here, so if you have, uh, you know, if you have um, any complaints, <laughs> uh, email us worry, or tweet at us. Yeah. Tweet at us. Um, we were also on Facebook. Lace them up. Um, yeah, lace them up in Twitter. Pretty much primarily for just uh, just to make sure that you know you know when the episodes are up, but. Uh, we also have, you can also follow us on our SoundCloud account or, or iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, um, and you'll, you know, you'll be updated automatically. Um, we also, uh, we also try to get some Facebook content on there, yeah. trying to stir up the bait as well, so Same we wel- we welcome uh, your input on that front as well. Yeah, sure and we, I guess we occasionally do, like, polls on Twitter and whatnot, mm-hmm. so. Um, yeah, we're trying to those. Yeah, but, um. Yeah, so that will lead us into our uh, our big topic today. So we, um, you know, this is the middle of the summer kind of thing, but um, there isn't too much, like, big news stories going on right now, so we figured we should have fun with it. Um, so both Steve and I made uh, a list of 15 players that we think are going to uh, do the best 
uh, next season. Um, I, I haven't seen his list. He hasn't seen mine. Mm-hmm. So this is actually really exciting because I don't know what he, who he has and who I, um, well, I know who I have. <laughs> he doesn't know who I have. Um, I have a feeling you're going to be kind of surprised by some of these choices. Um, I think, I, at least I did it by who I think is going to have like a big impact on the, on the league. Um, not necessarily on like points, um, because I also included goalies in this. Yeah. Um, points and track records yeah. sometimes can be overrated. Um, yeah, it was it was tough for me too because I feel like I left off some people that I have a feeling you're gonna like put high on the list, but I feel like I I left off a couple people. So the way we're gonna do this is I'm gonna say my my fifteenth choice. Steve's gonna say his fifteenth choice, and then we'll just you know et cetera et cetera. Yeah, on and on it goes. Um. All right. I guess I'll just start. Um. So I have so fifteen. I have Johnny Goudreau um, mm-hmm. is going to be our fifteen. I don't know if we need to explain our list yet, but I'm going to. But all right, fine. Well, I I think he. Um, I guess I can do it too. Then, uh, yeah. So I have Johnny Goudreau on fifteen, uh, just because he. Um, well, first off, he was a point leader in ESPN. Uh, you know, on the point. ESPN, uh, that's the thing that, uh, stats that I check, but he, you know, he was one of the top scorers in the league, uh, he, you know, he's only going to get better, um, I, I don't know if he's, I mean, it is a little risky considering, you know, he's still a young kid, but, and, you know, small, but I think he's like our next, like, Marty St. Louis, I just put him on 15, because I feel like it would be kind of crazy to put him ahead of all these guys that I have. Yeah. But um, I could see him in the top 10 even. Um, but, yeah, so I have him at 15. Okay. My uh, 15 is Ryan Johansson. Um, okay. After back-to-back seasons with at least 25 goals, he only got 14 of them uh, in a season that he split between Columbus and Nashville. Uh, I expect a bigger year in that department for Ryan this year. Previously, he scored uh, 30 goals uh, in one of his years with Columbus, I think he'll surpass 80 points for the first time ever as an NHLer. Got 60 last year. Um, obviously, has plenty of skill. He's shown that he can rise to the occasion, and he's got a good supporting cast in Nashville. Um, and again, it's only a prediction, but big things are going to come Brian's way shortly, and uh, I think he's really going to uh, step up his uh, game uh, to a level that we haven't seen before. And, and he's just hitting his stride, so... Uh, Ryan Johansson's my fifteenth. Okay, yeah, that's a that's a good pick. I kind of forgot about him. Uh, number fourteen, I have uh, Brent Burns. Mm-hmm. Um, he had seventy five points last year. Um, he is kind of old, but um, you know he still was a big part of why the Sharks were successful last year, especially in the playoffs. Um, yeah, he's thirty one years old. Um, seventy five points for a defenseman. Um, and, I, you know, I, I think that's, um, yeah, the Sharks are going to be a good team for at least another year. So, um, and he's like their best uh, defenseman there. So I think he'll be a good fit for them. My 14 uh, is a defenseman not named Brent Burns, but um, 
I think certainly one of the better defensemen in this league, and that's Victor Hedman of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Mm-hmm. Um, hasn't channeled out his inner Eric Carlson. Uh, whether or not he will have remains to be seen, but to be fair, Carlson's on another planet, and Hedman's yeah. personal best for points in a season is 55. Uh, and he's not Eric Carlson. He's his own guy, and the Lightning need him to be at his best. And I think you're going to see one of the best seasons of his career in 2016-2017. 15-plus goals, 60 to 65 points, both of which would be career highs in this league. Uh, At the very least, he'll be a 35- to 40-point guy, and he'll be their top defenseman. But I I think just overall what he brings, again, you're going to see him raise his game to a level we haven't seen before. And if you look at his playoff stats, 14 points in 17 games – um, I, I think we're starting to see the dominant Victor Hedman that uh, we've been waiting to see. Uh, so I expect Victor Hedman, my 14th choice, to have a big season this year. Okay. Uh, 13. I was debating on putting this guy a little bit higher, but I settled for 13 here. Uh, I have Connor McDavid here. Um, 13. I um, Yeah, I was debating on putting him 10th or 9th. But he's, you know, he's he's still. This is going to be his second year. Um, he had a point per, like he had even more than a point per game pace uh, last year. So this is, by the way, this is assuming that all these players are healthy. Um, yeah. You know, like obviously That's we what can't. Everything hinges yeah, on. yeah, yeah, we can't predict if a player gets injured or not. Um, so that would obviously have a big effect on it. But um, yeah, so I have McDavid here. I think he. Um, because of that point per game pace, um, you know, there's still hype on him. Um, so I think he, I it wouldn't be surprised if he, you know, if he gets in the top 10 in the scoring list. But I, I just had him in 13 just because he's, you know, he's still unproven. Um, but uh, yeah, so I was debating on putting him higher, but I think I have him at, I have him at 13 for now. Um, yeah, I, def- and, I definitely think sample size has a yeah. lot to do with and yeah that's true and I think um yeah I mean like and I was just thinking in terms of like the Oilers I think they'll be Mm. as much as we uh, criticize that Adam Larson um Taylor Hall trade I think it will actually help them a lot um with also with Lucic uh with the addition of Lucic too and um in terms of like you know they have more defensive side to the to the team, um, so yeah, um, I have McDavid there. Okay, uh, my thirteen selection is Brent Burns. Um, okay. Again, just talked about Victor Hedman. Yeah, I was yeah. due for a breakout season. Um, Brent Burns, uh, as you say, he's coming off his best season. Six foot five as well. Uh, one of the few guys in the league that can play forward and defense from a positional side of things. The only other guy, to my knowledge, is Dustin Bufflin. Um, to eclipse 40 points five times in your NHL career, it's decent if you're a forward. Pretty solid if you do that as a defenseman. Um, the only challenge is I don't know which of those seasons were spent as a forward and as defense yeah. because he, he, he – I think he, he primarily will play defense now because yeah. I don't think he's played forward in a long time. Yeah. So, yeah. so again, to do all that as a defenseman is even more impressive. Right. And, again, 24 points in 24 playoff games, point-a-game player in the playoffs last year. Um, he surpassed um, 40 points in three straight years, 60-plus in each of the last two. Uh, and he also got 27 goals, a career high. To do that as a defenseman is incredible. Um, 
Would we see a defenseman hit 30 goals in a season? It might be pushing it, but I certainly think it's not impossible yeah, it's possible. for Brett Burns. And I think he could get 80 points even this year. Yeah. Um, number 12, I'm going to have my first goalie that's okay. mentioned here. Uh, Braden Holtby. Um, I, um, I know he, like, he had a, he had a, like, he had a great first half. Um, the second half, he kind of slipped a bit. Um, but, uh, so that, he would have been higher if he had, like, a consistent, uh, goalie thing. But, um, yeah, so this, um, but yeah, no, I have Holpe. He was basically the main reason why the Capitals, um, won the whole, uh, President's Trophy, um, and they, um, you know, and he had that winning record thing going, um, and, you know, he deserves it, he's a Vezina Trophy winner, I just put him down the list, um, just because I feel like, um, because of his slippage in the second half, um, he probably would have been up. Um, because if that was the case, but yeah, um, so yeah, I hope be there. Um, yeah, you probably have him higher, I would imagine. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll see. I don't have him as my twelfth selection. I will tell you that uh, that okay. goes to Conor Mc, that goes to Conor McDavid. Uh, again, we've seen glimpses of what he can do. How yeah. good Edmonton is with him in the lineup. Again, the broken clavicle hindered his ability to show what he can do in a full eighty-two game season in his first year. And again, provided he stays healthy, you will see what McDavid is really capable of and what the Oilers are capable of as well. I think he can surpass 80 points, and the Oilers can not only um, be a, a decent team, but they could be a playoff contender, which they haven't been since 08-09. And that year, they were they uh, finished the year six points out of the eighth and final spot in the West. So I think this team is due to make some noise and put the league on notice. I don't think they'll make the playoffs this year. But I certainly think for the first time in a long time, um, people are going to take notice and, and they're going to realize just how good this team is going to be in a couple of years. And McDavid's going to be a very uh, big part of their success. Okay. 11th, I have uh, Vladimir Tarasenko. Okay. Um, the, I mostly kept him out of the top. I was debating on putting him in the top 10 or not. The main reason why I put him... In it, in the first place was just because he's a beast. Um, he's uh, you know he had seventy four points in eighty games, especially when he's not really playing. Like he's really their the Blues' only good player, and now especially with Bacchus and Brower out, uh, Tarasenko's going to have to take even more of a leadership role and forward role um, in that lineup, and um, you know actually. Be awesome. He had 74 points in 80 games. I could see him get 80 points um, and be in the top 10. Um, but I have him down just a bit outside of the t- top 10 just because of, um, I think, the Blues slipped a bit. Um, and I think that should have an effect on it. Um, yeah. So who's your 11th? Uh, I, I, I'm going to be a full disclosure. Tarasenko didn't even make my list. Okay. Um. But it, it, I think if it was a top 20 or top 30, he'd definitely be on it. Okay. But I, I think the slip is going to affect him. Uh, to a certain extent, I, I won't say. I just I think, think he, he, can, he can create his own yeah, he's scoring chances. Show, no and I think he'll be like the like he'll be like a 
like a good enough player that he can be the only good player on the team and it'll have like a yeah. huge effect on it. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be more of a learning year for him yeah. and that's not going to say he's going to regress a whole lot, but yeah. I, I think you, I think you're going to see him come back to Denver just a little bit. Okay. Um, my 11th selection is Nikita Kucherov. When the okay. Lightning struggled to find their group last year, when the triplets were separated due to injury or scoring slumps, uh, I don't know why uh, to me, but Nikita always seemed to step up whenever they needed a big play. 36 assists in back-to-back years. He's coming off his first 30-goal season in the NHL. And while his plus-minus took a hit, uh, again, overrated stat, went from plus 38 to plus 9. Um, his point total went up by one, and he played in five fewer games than the year before. Um, for the newly 20, turned 23-year-old, I think this season's going to even be better to him. Um, he finished last year in the playoffs with 11 tallies and 19 points in 17 games, so he's a point-a-game player in the playoffs. I think 35 to 40 goals for him this year. He's going to be an inch closer to 80 points as well. And regardless of the team's success, he is going to be their best player. So Nikita Kucherov is my 11th choice. Um, yeah. Um, all right, let's I actually. You, see, you seem to be stuttering in my selection there. I don't no, no, no. Yeah, full disclosure on that one. I don't have Kucherov on my list. <laughs> um, okay, so we both don't have a Russian on our list. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, that, but it's, it's not, I did think about him, but I was, um, but it, it really, I mean, I, I have a feeling like we're going to look back at the end of the year and we'll be like, yeah, do we really, not, <laughs> like, do we really, really like, think this? Like, what was I thinking? Yeah. yeah what, what the heck, man? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, this is the beauty of predictions. Like half yeah. of them are going to be dead wrong. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go to number 10. Um, Pavelski, um, Joe, Joe Pavelski. Okay. Joe, Joe, yeah, I, I mispronounced his name, but he's in my top ten. Uh, Joe Pavelski. He was like, I think, just that whole, like, when I was watching him in the playoffs, that whole, th- like, he seemed to be the best player on the Sharks. Um, every game that I saw him in, um, and you know, he had seventy-eight points, eighty-two games. He's He's kind of underrated in that aspect um, because he, you know, he is pretty good, uh, but he's just not as talked about as much as like we talked about with Brent Burns, Joe Thornton. Um, but yeah, I think uh, Pavelski is going to have um, another a breakout year, um, and I think he'll. Um, and I think the Sharks are going to be good. I know I don't think Joe Thornton. Uh, full disclosure, Joe. De- Joe Thornton's not on my list. Um, mm-hmm. Not on mine either. Uh, but uh, apparently, I was just looking at these points leaders here, and so Thornton was fourth in points. Um, yeah. I didn't even realize that. But um, yes, but Pavelski, I think, will actually take charge of the Sharks team. And, um, and I think this is Thornton's last year, and so I think he'll, um, he'll like, replace um, Thornton in terms of how, like, you know, how much he means, how much Pavelski means to the the Sharks, um, if he hasn't already. Um, yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, I think uh, I think Pavelski is gonna uh, have another big year. Yeah, I, I think he's. I don't know if a breakout season or a big year. I think he's gonna have a decent year for the Sharks. Oh. I'm not quite sure what to make of the Sharks at this point. If they can kind of. Yeah repeat this kind of success or how well they're going to do even next year. And I, I didn't even include Pavelski on my list. Okay. Well, um, 
For 10th, I have Johnny Goudreau. Oh, um, wow. Okay. I mean, you look at everyone else getting paid big dollars, Nathan yeah. McKinnon, Philip Forsberg, Mike Scheifele, the list goes on. Yeah. He's still searching for a new contract. He's an RFA, yeah. We we're going to talk about that money. later in the show, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Goudreau's not too worried, though. I read in an article he's not really involved with the contract negotiations. Right. He loves it in Calgary. He's going to get signed. Uh, yeah, <laughs> regardless yeah. of who signs him, probably yeah. going to be Calgary. He's going to get paid. He deserves to be. Uh, because uh, according to an article I read on Sportsnet.ca, uh, t- uh, the five NHLers who were more productive than the five foot nine forward last year all played in more games, had more power play points, and all but one of them, Jill Thornton, saw more ice time per contest. And all five of those individuals are at least four years older than Johnny, who was about to turn 23 on August 13th. Um, you saw in year one, he scored 24 goals and 64 points. Year two, la- uh, last year, despite not making the playoffs, he has first 30-goal season, and he finished with 78 points. I think once year in three is all said and done, he's going to have his first 40-goal season and his first 90-point season, and he'll be a top-ten player in this league. Okay. Yeah, I mean, my keeper league will be happy for that because I yeah. have him in my keeper league. I have, but, I, have a, I have a keeper league as well. I'm probably thinking of keeping um, him. But, like, yeah, so, I mean, I, I was thinking of putting him higher, but I felt like that was kind of crazy. But, um, I don't know. Um, nine is going to pain me to put him on this list, but um, I feel like I have to because I respect all the respect to him. I think you know where I'm going with this, but I have – uh, Carey Price on number nine. Um, I wasn't sure in terms of because I know he, you know, he's been out a year, um, but I think assuming he can get back to what he was last, two years ago in uh, twenty fourteen, um, you know, he'll have a huge impact for Montreal. I know he's going to lose Sue Ban, and he's you know, but he also gains Shea Weber. Um, in the defensive apartment, defensive apartment, um, department, yeah. department, and he'll he'll also have to be relied on a much more. And I think he'll he's up to that challenge, and he's definitely the best goaltender um, in the game right now when healthy. Um, so I have Carey Price at number nine, just mostly just out of respect for him. Um, it, it pains me to do this. He's not yeah. even on my list. And the reason uh-huh. why it's not on my list is because, A, I don't know what to think of Montreal just okay. yet. And, B, considering he hasn't played in months, yeah. I don't know what to think of his health. And that – and his Yeah, no, I, I understand that. that. That's all going to hinge on it. And he, yeah. he's probably a top 20 player for sure. But top 15, I just didn't put him on my list because I, I just – I put him in my top sure nine. many years he's going to have. I mean, yeah, that, like, the whole, like, injury thing, but, like, I feel like that's just, like, a hopeful Bruins fan for me. Yeah. So I was just thinking, it's like, but we're talking about Carey Price, he's been, he's been so dominant for so long that it's, like, it's impossible to, like, just think that he's, like, he's not gonna slip. Um, Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's definitely, he's definitely... It wouldn't surprise me if he was a top ten player in this league, yeah, yeah. no question. I just right now I'm not so sure. Uh, Eric Carlson's my ninth choice, oh, and wow. there's no doubt okay. in my opinion he's going to be a top ten player. Never scored a goal yeah. in the AHL because he only suited up for twelve games in bingo, and he somehow still got eleven <laughs> points. Uh, but in this league, he's done plenty since his rookie year, excluding the lockout, uh, which was cut short due to injury in that Matt Cook incident. He surpassed forty points. 
every single NHL season he has played in, excluding those two years. Um, in three straight seasons, he's racked up over 60 points. He surpassed a 70-point plateau on three different occasions. And his 66 assists this past year were enough to give him the NHL lead at season's end. Um, and probably this is the more staggering stat. 82 points in 82 games put him in a very exclusive list of NHL talents, which would be point-per-game defensemen, um, which is astonishing. And on on the Sens' uh, scoring department, on the team, uh, he was the team leader in scoring the past three years. Um, So you can debate whether or not he should have won the Norris Trophy and how he's able to top that this year, if he can top that this year or ever. Um, I'm not even going to bother answering those questions, but I think he's got what it takes to recreate that kind of success yeah. and be a top 10 player in this league, which is why I have him yeah. ninth. Um, I was surprised you have him at ninth. I thought you would have him even higher. Um, because there are a lot, there are a lot of other good guys that I think are going to make an impact, which well, I'll get to later. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm even more, and I'm anticipating this even more. Um, <laughs> number eight, I have Alexander Ovechkin. Um, this, I, I was debating if I put him up higher, but I think, you know, usually, you know, for the past, for a long time, I should say, he, you know, he's been one of the best players, you know, he's been in like the top five, um, of this, in this discussion, if we did this every year, but, um, oh, I think, uh, Ovi is, um, you know, he's, he, just the way that he plays, he's 30 years old. I think he's bound to regress a little bit um, mm-hmm. downwards. Um, but I still think he's a top 10 player. Um, so I have him here at 8. But, um, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he, you know, if he <laughs> continues to be consistent. Because he yeah. is, like, a legend um, still. So, um, but yeah, I have Ovechkin there. Okay. Uh, my eighth pick is John Tavares, uh, pending oh. UFA after this season, and nothing says it's time to turn things up a notch mm-hmm. like a contract year, especially if your name's John Tavares. Uh, he's been a double-digit goal scorer every single NHL season he's played in. His all-time low at this level is 24 goals. He's done that twice. Three-time 30-goal scorer, plus-minus slowly getting better, and he's becoming more and more of a leader every single season he plays. Okay. And I think this year you're going to see him score 40 goals for the first time, and maybe 85 to 90 points as well. Um, surpassing both targets is also a huge possibility for John Tavares. Uh, I don't know how the Islanders as a team are going to do, but uh, John Tavares is going to do great. Well, okay. Um, number seven, I have Tyler Sagan. Okay. Um, so this, um, I, yeah, like now until the uh, top, I kind of, like, didn't know if I should put them higher or lower or whatever. But, yeah, so I have Tyler Sagan here. Um, he was injured for a bit, but um, but when he was healthy, he had 73 points out of 72 points, um, which is very good, obviously. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he, you know, if he uh, gets, like, if he's in the top three in points. But I just put him lower, uh, just because I'm not I'm not too convinced that I think Dallas Stars are gonna um, not be as good. Um, I don't think their defense um, was great. 
I mean, I don't think that leads to many opportunities for Sagan. Um, but I, I do think that he should be, in, he's still a top 10 player. Um, but I don't know if I, I think it's, and like, I, and I know he's young and whatnot, but I think he, um, um, but yeah, I have him here, uh, just cause I, I think he'll, uh, um, we'll see. <laughs> I don't know if I explained that uh, better. To, to, to be fair, I mean, you know, he was getting 60 points with the Bruins one yeah. year. And, and he was a class performer in the playoffs for him as well. So he's, he's yeah. definitely got the pedigree to be yeah. successful. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets like 80 points or more. But mm-hmm. uh, I just I just have him here because I feel like he's going to, like just because of the Dallas Stars. Yeah, I'm not sure so, about, so, so not sure about their team. their defense and Jamie yeah. Benn too. Yeah, I'm not goal, sure about their team. And goaltending, too. Yeah, exactly. Um, so a, lot, a lot of things have to go right for them. Uh, yeah. Seventh for me is Alex Ovechkin. Ovi okay. is Ovi. Solid supporting cast. He'll get his 850-goal season. Uh, what more can you say about right. Ovechkin, who's got 500 goals to his name? That total's bound to go up again this year. Um, it, again, you, you're right. A lot of other talents are, are making their statement. I think down the line are going to offer more um, – mm-hmm offensive wise and and just leadership wise than Ovechkin can but again assault if you have a solid supporting cast and you've got that shot that Ovechkin has you're still going to find success in this league and uh, not much is going to change for Ovechkin uh, maybe his point total is going to take it but he's still going to be a goal scoring threat and um yeah he's my seventh choice okay um sixth choice I have uh P.K. Subban, Um, I think this Nashville thing is going to be a huge thing for him. I think he has a chip on his shoulder now from how he, Montreal, dealt with him. Um, Speaking of my last choice, uh, Sagan changed his way once he got traded um, for similar reasons. Um, And I think, uh, you know, the same thing will happen to Subban, um, where he'll be like, okay, I can be, like, he's more willing to be the guy there in Nashville, and I think he'll, uh, he'll succeed there. Um, yeah. He's not on my list. Okay. And <laughs> the guy who's number six is Artemi Panarin. Uh, okay. The next Alexander Ovechkin, in my opinion, maybe not at flashing and dashing and scoring highlight real, real goals, but I think a 30-goal season is in store, um, between 85 and 90 points as well. He got, um... I think it was, um, I think at least 70 points last year, uh, one of the Calder Trophy's top rookie. Right. Um, I don't think you'll see him and Patty Kane get 100 points apiece, but I think Panarin continues to better his game. The Hawks are still going to be dangerous, and he is my sixth pick. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't have Panarin on here for some reason. Yeah. I forget yeah, he's, why. He's, he's one, he's one yeah. of my uh, surprise picks. Yeah, well, I mean, Subban was kind of my surprise pick in terms of putting him high there. I thought this was going to be a surprise pick, but you already have him on this list. But I have Tavares here at five. Okay. Um, I think he's, uh, you know, he's he's certainly capable of being, like, one of the best players in the game. Um, he had kind of like a... a bad season last year from his standards. He had 70 points in 78 games. 
But um, I think, um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets more than that because I feel like the Islanders are on the up and up now, um, especially with the moves that they made. Um, so I think he'll um, he'll secede um, and, you know, and actually be like the kind of guy that he's, you know, he's expected to be at. Um, so I have him at five. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think Andrew Ladd is also going to help him as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but Sidney Crosby doesn't need no help, and that's uh, why he's number five on my list. Okay. Se- coming off his second Stanley Cup victory, he proved after an early scoring drought to last year, he's still a top three, top five player in this league. And while I think he's going to surpass a thousand career points, on top of that, he's got nine hundred thirty something at this moment. Um, yeah, I think he's going to. I think he's going to break a thousand points. Top 30-plus goals for only the eighth time in his career since he's entered the league. Which and But when I say just the eighth time, I'm being sarcastic. That's a huge achievement. <laughs> um, I don't think you're going to see him get 100 points, though. I think uh, 80 to 85. Um, okay. I, today's day and age, I don't think you see yeah. too many people, um, other than the odd player or two or three, get 100 points. Uh, it's becoming less and less of a constant, so... Um, but he's still going to be a top five player in this league, uh, and Sid the kid uh, has lots to give for the Pittsburgh Penguins. He has nine thirty eight points career uh, okay. career points, so he would need. I can do math quickly. Sixty two. Sixty two. Yeah, so he can he can surpass that this year. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have okay. So now we're on to number four. I have Jamie Ben here. Um, he was. You know, he was really good last year, 89 points in 82 games. I think the most impressive thing about Jimmy Ben is that Tyler Sagan was out for a bit. Um, and, you know, and, he, and Jimmy Ben still produced like he was a superstar there. Yeah. So I think, um, so that's the main reason why I put Ben so far ahead of Sagan. Um, but still the same thing applies. You know, I'm still... Not sure. I'm still not sold on the stars and their defense. And I think that'll also have an effect on him, but I don't think as much as it will on Sagan. So, but I I could see him like at 90 points, um, uh, something like that. Um, speaking of Tyler Sagan, that's where I have okay. him. Uh, his teammate at number four uh, scored at least three goals three straight seasons. He's got at least 70 points as well in three straight seasons. Uh, and he's due for a huge payday like John Tavares. Yeah. Uh, also could have done more damage in the I playoffs if not for that paid. late season injury. Hmm? Didn't he? We, he got paid already. Oh, oh he, he got he got a new contract? I know Jamie Benn got yeah. a new contract. Did Tyler Sagan? Oh, Sagan, yeah. Well, Sagan's going to... He's... Oh, you're talking about Sagan. Sorry. Yeah, yeah I thought Sagan you were talking about Sagan. Ben. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, Sagan's uh, contract ends in 2019. He's not... Uh-huh. He's not going to be a UFA next year. Yeah. Okay. Well, it, that, down down the road. Down I, the road, I yes, yes. Said, but but yeah, it definitely definitely when the opportunity does come for the stars to shell out some yeah. cash, they're going to have to yeah. because um, I think once you see what he's capable of doing in the playoffs, um, outside of what he did in Boston, that uh, yeah. late season injury, we really didn't see much of him in the playoffs. He only played in one game last year. Yeah. Only registered a shot on goal. Um, and that injury really hindered his ability to do some damage in the postseason. Uh, 40 goals and 90 points, I think, is very likely for Tyler Sagan, especially if him and Ben are on their game and rolling. So 
Um, okay. Tyler Sagan's my number four choice. Um, yeah, like like I said when I talked about him in my list, um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he surpasses my <laughs> what I have in mass. But um, uh, yeah, but that that is a good reasoning there. Uh, number three, I have your boy, Eric Carlson. Okay. Um, I think he, um, you know, he had 82 points in 82 games, uh, the most for, for a defenseman in a long time. Um, and I think he's just, you know, he's o- he's only going to get better in terms of offensive numbers. Um, I'm not entirely, like, we're going to talk about this later, but, I mean, I don't know if Ottawa exactly um improved with their list but with their um, moves this week but um I think he's still like um he's one of those guys who can create his own chances and um and it's like it's just tough to ignore him at this point in terms of like okay he's you know he's gonna be good and compared to like other defensemen we did talk about uh, Burns and Subban. I did talk about Burns and Subban, um, and you had Hedman in there too. Um, but I think Eric Olsen's even better than all those guys, um, mm-hmm. by far. So, um, yeah. So I'll give him his due diligence and give him the three spot here. Okay. Well, my uh, third selection also had a big year. I also think he's still going to do well. Probably going to surprise a lot of people where I have him pegged, and that would be Braden Holtby. Uh-huh. Uh, yes, I'm going with a goalie in my top three, <laughs> and it's not because I'm a goalie myself, not because I'm biased. I know that goalies who are coming off a season like Braden Holtby uh, do not usually do very well the next year. I mean, Carey Price was the goalie in the NHL. Then he gets hurt and his team does bad. Hopefully a similar thing um, doesn't happen to Holtby this year. Uh, the Caps need him in order yeah. to be successful, but if you see him at his best, um, I don't think you're going to see him get 50 wins or even come close to 50 wins and sport a GA below two. Yeah. But I think he's going to be a, go- a goalie who gets 40 victories, maybe a bit more than that. Still as good performance-wise, and you'll witness a massive playoff run from the Capitals. He is yeah. the goalie right now, and he is a top three uh, selection for me. Yeah, I mean, the only reason why I put him so low is just because of his second half, but I guess you're not concerned about yeah. that. It, I'm, I'm not terribly concerned. Uh, I think this is the real Brayden Holtby that uh, Capitals fans were hoping to see, and they are seeing a lot of them right now. Okay. Uh, Eric Carlson. Oh, yeah, I have Eric Carlson. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, he's th- hey, he's I already said him. Yeah. He's your second pick, too. Yeah. Uh, my second pick is uh, Sidney Crosby. Um, I So my reasoning here is that in the first half, of Crosby just – didn't, you know, um, under Mike Johnson, he just wasn't the same. And then he started to pick it up towards the second half um, under Mike Sullivan. And I think now that he has a full year with Mike Sullivan, um, and he, you know, uh, he'll, you know, he's gonna, I could see him get up past 100 points. Um, he's only 28, which is kind of crazy considering he's been in the league for 11 years, or now he's going to be in 11 August 7th, he'll be 29. Yeah, um, but, um, oh yeah, that's a good point, but, uh, but, like, still, like, he's been in the league forever, um, and he's only, you know, he's not even 30 yet, um, but, um, 
Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets 100 with a full year under Mike Sullivan. Um, and I think that will have a big impact on him. And also, I mean, I feel like the Penguins are, uh, like, probably the team to beat still here um, in the NHL. So I think, and he's the big reason why. Um, I think he's he's probably going to be like a Yarmer Yager type player. Like, yeah. no matter how old he gets, he's going to continue to produce. And in yeah. case you're wondering, I don't have Yarmer Yager on my list. <laughs> Um, yeah, Jamie Ben's my, my second okay. pick, um, second um, on this list. He just got paid big money. Numbers continue to climb every year, and that's not going to change this year. Got 89 points last year, a new career high. Um, still didn't win the scoring title, um, and the year before he didn't, he got 87 points. Yeah. And um, he also got his first 40-goal season, which is huge. This year, I think he's going to get close to 50 goals. And over 90 points. Okay. Um, and, uh, again, you'll get to see the Stars captain at his absolute best. So, uh, Jamie Ben's a lock for me at number okay. two. Um, and I, I have, think number one, if, if, I if have I'm a feeling what you're thinking, I yeah. think this is the only pick where, where we we're have the same one. Yeah, I was about okay. to say that. I, yeah, I guess you want to say it together. Patrick Kane? <laughs> Patrick Kane, yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess we can both <laughs> say our thing on it. Yeah, he had 106 points last year um, in 82 games. Um, there's no reason to think that he won't. Um, he'll still be consistent, or that he can't even make more than that. Um, but yeah, he's uh, he's definitely the best uh, player right now, and I think he'll continue to do that right now. Um, I don't think he's going to get 100 points this year because okay. it. Like I said, it happens so frequently now, uh, yeah. or uh, so infrequently nowadays. Not as often as it did in the past. Yeah. But uh, again, it's about the best player in the league who can dominate uh, skill wise. Very tough to predict. A goalie's worst nightmare. A defenseman's worst nightmare. Tough to contain. Makes things happen for his team. And the Hawks are a top threat uh, because of guys like Patrick yeah. Kane. So that's why he tops my list more what he can do on the ice and not how many points he can score because prior to this year he didn't even come close to 100 points. Yeah, um, yeah. I actually I think of of these players that we mentioned, I think Kane and Crosby will get 100 points. I know that you yeah. said that Crosby is not getting 100 points, but I disagree with that. Um, I think he's gonna get 100 points. He's, he's shown that he, he can do that. It hasn't yeah. happened. Wow. I'm just I'm just thinking because because he finally has Sullivan under his you know for a full year and that's when he really shown shined um, yeah. last year um, and then he you know and then he had a surplus uh, when that happened and he was third in the league when he was like in the middle of the year he was like thirtieth or whatever. Um, I, I think it's it's also going to come down to how much of a strong start that he had. Because I think yeah, that slow start really held him back a little bit when it came yeah. to scoring under points. So I, I think he needs to be solid right off the bat. Yeah. And if he doesn't have one of those scoring slumps, that I, I think he's more incapable of getting under points All for right. sure. Um, so that was fun. Uh, we'll see. I guess maybe we'll like uh, we'll look back on this like maybe like when it's award season or yeah. something. Yeah. We'll, like, look back on this and see, like, oh, how stupid were we? Yeah. Um, or how smart we were. Or how smart we were, exactly. Um, all right, let's get going on the rapid fire. Um, Broussard, uh, so, yeah, your senators made a trade. Um, did not expect this. Did not. You did not expect this. 
I kind of expected it just because I felt like... Actually, I, I didn't really. I feel like the Rangers don't make that many uh, trades often either. Uh, but anyways, it's uh, so the Senators got Derek Broussard in a 7th. I think it's a 2018 7th. For Mika Zabinijad in a 2nd to the Rangers. Also in 2018. In 2018, yeah. So that's in... That's not... Next year, then. That's two years. I don't even yeah. know why they did that. But, um, you, obviously, you'll speak more to that in terms of... I mean, I think we talked about this. It seems so long ago um, but um, when we talked about this. But, like, in terms of Derek, Derek Broussard, like, they, Broussard and Zabinijad have similar stats last year. Um, so that's... Sh- it should be kind of unilateral. I think... I think the Rangers do win this trade. I'm sorry, um, because Sabinajad is younger, and they also got a second out of it. Um, yeah. And I think um, so. And I think he'll be Sabinajad will be good for the Rangers because they need some young players on the team and some draft picks. So yeah. Um. So I understand why the Rangers did it. I'm not entirely sure why the Senators do it, other than I guess Broussard is good. Um, he should probably help them, but I don't know if, um, if they should have done that. Yeah, it, it, I, I, considering that the Sens, uh, see, with the kind of prospects that they have, the, the guys that they're still trying to establish as proven uh, NHL players and talents and guys with potential, I, I didn't really expect them to do anything significant. Um, I mean, Broussard, he was born in Hull, Quebec, first of all, not too far from Ottawa. Turning 29 September, um, and I also think, in my opinion, his game is more established than Mika's at this point. Yeah. Um, this upcoming season, he makes $5 million. The final two years of his current contract has him making $3.5 million per season. Also got a no-movement clause in each of the next three years. Um, keep in mind, also, Zibanejad just turned 23 in April, and he had a career-best 51 points last year, also a 20-goal season. Uh, this year... He makes $3.25 million a year, after which he becomes an RFA. And when you have uh, guys like Cody Cece, and prior to this deal, Mike Hoffman uh, was still looking for a new deal. And Mark Stone eventually is going to be asking for more money. Um, perhaps signing Mika to a new deal might have caused a bit of a cap strain for Ottawa. Um, the silent killer, I think, again, the decision to trade a second for a seventh-round pick in 2018. That's a huge move for the Rangers because they need prospects, they need draft picks, um, and you just hate to give up a second round because if yeah. that second round turns that's out to the, be good, that's the then you look back and say, wow, yeah. that was stupid. Also, um, Zabinijad could be, you know, is still a young player, so he could, you know, he's going to... Like, let's say he's good in, like, when he's 29 years old. Yeah. And Broussard's out of the league, you know? Yeah, Broussard is, is more established, more experienced than bench at right now. But, yeah, you lose maybe five or six years yeah. of good hockey. And if you don't mind, uh, can I can I quickly uh, go over some Sens reaction? I asked a, a sure. couple of my friends what they thought yeah. about this as Sens fans. Uh, Colin Teske, he, he says he doesn't like giving up on a player 23, especially with a guy like Miku who has potential. But he, he questions Mika's passion most nights. Uh, he writes, he's still got a very high ceiling, but seemed like he could have produced more points if there was more passion on a consistent basis. Uh, Broussard's a real playmaker, makes a power play better right off the bat. 
And his history with Guy Boucher, Mark Mathot, and Mike Hoffman can't be ignored. Uh, Guy Boucher was his coach in Drummondville. Mark uh, Mike Hoffman oh, okay. was his teammate in Drummondville. Um, or Mark Mike Hoffman, I think I said. Mark Mathot was his teammate in Columbus. And yes, the Bandit Jazz got speed, but Pajot could have challenged him for the secondary center position. Uh, you add Brassard to the mix immediately. He can play on a line with Hoffman and Ryan. Yeah. Um, so the Sands are better right now. They get local. Second rounder is still a little bit shocking. Yeah. Um, and I and the comments goes on. Uh, Tanner Kettles thinks Mika was affected from the top of the slot. That's about it. Didn't seem to make his line mates better. Seemed to benefit from his line mates work ethic as well. Um, um, David uh, Lockett uh, uh, believes a left-handed playmaking center that's good on the power play makes more sense on a, a team that like Ottawa than Zibanejad does. But again, trading a player six years younger and a good draft pick is a little bit of a head-scratcher. Um, and the, again, cheap budget comments uh, galore. Um, also, Mike Bruce says, apparently Rangers fans are upset about the trade as well, so sounds fair to me. Um, echoed by Brian Fraser, who says he doesn't like this trade, but also doesn't hate it. Um, and and Ryan Lindsay is, is, is kind of addressing... Um, a couple of the constants that uh, diehard Sens fans continue to notice. Oh, no, a second-round pick will never develop. Mm. We'll be fine. The deep-round <laughs> picks have been pretty good to Ottawa over the years. Stone was a sixth round in the 200s. Hoffman taken 130th overall. Zibinijad uh, was the first, right? Huh? Was Zibinijad a first-round pick? Yeah, he was, a, or he was a, I think, a top-ten first-round pick yeah. as well. Uh, but he goes on to say any draft pick after the top three most years is the equivalent of a scratching the lottery yeah. ticket. You might win five bucks, but the chances of producing something substantial are incredibly low. Yeah. And they also have guys like Thomas Shabbat, Colin White, that haven't played a game yet that have tons of potential as well. Okay. So uh, you're right. I think I, at a glimpse right now, long term, I think the Rangers are probably going to get the upper hand. But I think right now you've got more of an established player that's going to help the young guys. Yeah. Um, as opposed to Zibanejad, who, you're right, you hate to give up on a young guy at the age of 23 who has probably got a lot more upside than Broussard does at this point, but Broussard is coming off his highest goals, a goal total of his career. He got 27 goals last year. Year before that, 60 points career high. Zibanejad's career high just reached last uh, last year at 51. Yeah. Uh, so Broussard is, is slightly better in that respect. So I think experience-wise, they get better. They get local. Yeah. You, you've got a bit more chemistry than you already do. Uh, and that helps when you have a first-year coach like Guy Boucher coming in, when you have a couple of faces that you uh, know right away. But it, you're right. Long-term, I, I question how this is going to impact the Senators on a positive level. Uh, he's, uh, yeah, my dad is a casual Rangers fan. Um, and he was sad to let, uh, to let Broussard go, but I was telling him that Zibanejad had kind of the same kind of, is a younger player and, um, is just as good, but, um, yeah, I think Broussard will actually be good for Ottawa. Um, but we, it's one of those things where I think we'll, it's like one of those deals that we'll see. Um, I, I think if it was a one-for-one, one, a straight-up one-for-one, I think it would yeah. make a bit more sense. I think it's just a second for a seventh. Yeah, that's uh, kind of that strange. really has Ottawa fans puzzled. Yeah. Um, so it wouldn't be the off season without a Kane arrested in Buffalo. 
Um, Second straight time that's happened. I was just I was just waiting for that segue here as I was just thinking like, oh how equivalent, um especially a sexual assault case. Uh, so Evander Kane, um not Patrick Kane, um Evander Kane is arrested in Buffalo for misdemeanor criminal trespass. Apparently he uh, sexually assaulted three women. Um, so yeah, it's 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 not as big story as Patrick Kane was. But um, just because of how Evander Kane compared to Evander Kane's star status compared to Patrick Kane's star status, but um, it's still like it's not, it shouldn't be too surprising knowing Evander Kane's personality, but it's still kind of disappointing that um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's disappointing considering he, he hasn't really found his yeah. stride. Still trying to find a and role you would, on the Sabres and you team. would have thought that he um, you know he would have turned a new leaf yeah. uh, once he left Winnipeg. but um, I don't know if, so, if you mentioned this. This dates back to an incident on June 24th. This wasn't a yeah. different incident. This was the same one. And uh, he yeah. apparently turned himself to police and they cuffed him on the spot. Um, in his first season, still able to score 20 goals and 35 points. But, again, the off-the-ice off headlines continue to um, reflect on um, – it could continue to be the stuff that people talk about more often than not for all the wrong reasons. And, you know, if this hinders the team's performance, um, his absence, yeah. uh, if, if this hinders the team's performance, also could hinder the ability to trade him if it gets to that point. Hopefully right. it doesn't because they gave up a lot to get him. Um, yeah, I heard, I heard that I, he's, I think there, I there's think trade rumors without him, But yeah. they're an even better team with him in the lineup. Yeah. And, like, he's he's got a 30-goal season to his credit. 20 goal season to yeah. his credit, a pair of 19 goal seasons to his credit. If he can avoid the spotlight and be a team player, the Sabres, I think, are a playoff team. But yeah. without him in the lineup, I, I think they're really missing an opportunity to cash in. Well, they still have, I mean, they have Ocposo now who should take his spot. But yeah. Yeah, um, a lot of youngsters, no no doubt about it. Yeah, but yeah, I, right, it's right, just no, the so. immediate impact. If he's firing sure. on all cylinders and he's a focused individual and he's motivated and not distracted by anything, I, I think the Sabres yeah. are, are, are really going to give teams a lot of fits. Yeah. Well, that, that remember last year when we were talking about Patrick Kane and like people were going to try to treat him? Yeah. Um, that, by the way, that was I was right by that. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, it's kind of the same thing in terms of if you want to trade a Vander Kane, it's like he could be arrested at any moment, um, or he could be, you know, in jail at any moment. So um, it's kind of risky to. I don't think you could get a ton for him. Um, I, I, yeah, and the even though, despite how talented he is. Yeah, yeah, the difference between Vander Kane and Patrick Kane is Patrick Kane. We've with this is the one time. Yeah. This is the one-time occasion. This is a multiple-occasion scenario for Evander. Yeah, yeah. True. Um, so, uh, Bettman, I can't think of a transition here, but Bettman uh, uh, wrote to a, um, a, a senator um, about um, concussions. The NHL is still being sued for a concussion lawsuit. Um, and Bettman, here's a direct quote, says... The science regarding CTE, including on the asserted link to concussions that you reference, remains nascent, particularly with respect to what causes CTE and whether it can be diagnosed by specific clinical symptoms. A casual link between concussions and CTE has not been demonstrated, 
and the relationship between concussions and the asserted cynical symptoms of CTE remains unknown. So technically, uh, Bettman is correct in this, that CTE, there, there hasn't been a study that CTE and con uh, concussions and CTE are related. However, um, anyone who knows anything will know that CTE, there is a link between CTE and concussions. Um, so I think this is just Bettman just covering his tracks because he doesn't want to like say that yeah, concussions cause you know cause CTE, and that you know that's just bad for getting player hockey players um, into hockey because of you know how more higher risk it is. Yeah, especially with a concussion lawsuit going yeah. on, the last thing you want to give your competition is more ammo to use against. Exactly. But it's still... Direct it, quotes, too, and put yeah. you on the stand to defend yourself. Yeah, yeah like, Bettman might not want to, right. you know, leak everything out and tell his whole side of the story, but he's not stupid. Right. And technically, he is correct. There hasn't been, like, a study that's that relates those two together. But, like, I think, like, it's it's going to come soon where we'll yeah. find that there is a link. The truth, um, the truth will set itself yeah. free, and, and, and the emails, I, I yeah. think, that were released a couple of months ago, yeah. I think, uh, it's it's just that we haven't hit the tip of the iceberg exactly. yet. There, this is, this is going to yeah. drag on for years. And the, uh, I think the NFL has a sim had a similar yeah. kind of thing, and they settled. So I, it looks like that's what's going to happen here. But I, I highly doubt. It, it, maybe with some of the players, most of the players yeah. will get a settlement, but I think you're going to get the odd batch that are going to say, you know what? I, I'm not going to let this go. I'm going to make a statement. I'm going to take this to the uh, highest courts. I, I want the NHL to pay for this. I don't think this is going to Supreme Court, but um. no, I, I think <laughs> I think I think at some point it's going to have the credentials to go that far. I, I think I think this is going to be a game. I think it's just. I think yeah, I could see it. I mean, I, I don't know if we back when the emails link. I don't know if we talked about it too much, but like I'm I'm okay with. Like, it's kind of, like, impossible to, like, avoid concussions, especially yeah. with a sport like hockey. Yeah, I mean, they um, know what they sign up for. Just but, like, I, I, I would mostly just be okay with just telling, like, players at a young age, like, you, like start it like, youth hockey. Um, yeah. Just telling them, hey, you're likely to get concussions, and it'll cause you long-term effects. You're that's right. all you and, need and to do. I, I think I think knowledge is power yeah. in this case. You're right. And that's all you need to do. Um, and if you decide to play, then you know the risk, you know. Um, and I think that's like, I mean, it's sad because like, you know, you, you read like stories like uh, Derek Bugard and um, all these like classic enforcers who were like, you know, all these fighters before them who were like, you know, who are saying like now that they're like so depressed and you know, like Chris Pronger, like can't like, yeah, can't sleep a lot of nights apparently. So it's like Mike Peluso as yeah, well, Mark Savard, um, Nathan Horton. I think has concussion issues too. Although I, I guess he has I, back I, I, issues, but he like, had concussion issues. Yeah, um, more more back. Uh, yeah, related problems recently, but yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he had uh, concussion issues. David David Booth was yeah. never the same player after that hit on Mike. Uh, I mean, Patri the hit he took on Mike Richards. Patrice Bergeron got better after his concussion. 
Yeah, fortunately. Um, fortunately yeah, but fortunately. early on, yeah, he was taking a lot of them. Um, but yeah, so it's but it's still like it's something that's unavoidable, but it's still you know just just as long as you know the risk, uh, that's fine. Uh, yeah, um, I, I also uh, on the subject of concussions yeah. that time, or Dennis Weidman got a concussion, and uh, oh yeah, yeah, that unsuspecting linesman uh, taken an unexpected shot from Weidman as he was going to the bench. Apparently, he has um, he's undergone neck surgery, or he's about to undergo neck surgery, um, and uh, some of the closest people in his life fear that his his career as an NHL linesman might be over. But it's not officially over, right? Not officially oh. over, but there are fears that um, yeah, I might saw not that. see him uh, uh, on an NHL ice surface again. Yeah, I saw that. I wasn't sure if I should include it or not, but yeah. No, it, it, was, it was just a, a little blurb yeah. worth mentioning. Nothing's official. We're still hoping uh, that uh, Mr. Henderson can uh, yeah. get back to his uh, regular duties, even a, a normal life, yeah. uh, as this is obviously... Uh, this incident has taken a toll. All right. Uh, Brad Richards retired. Um, I don't think he, he was a very good player. I don't think he's he's going to make it into the Hall of Fame, kind of like a Vincent LeCavier. Um, but, yeah, he retired. Um, I don't know if you have much to say on him. He was when he was when he was on his game when he was at his best he, yeah. he was one of the best players in the league but just you're right the inconsistency the ups and downs as far as the play yeah goals, uh, I, think I think that was I the main thing that, it's just, i think that affects his legacy a little bit i think that's the main thing it's just his consistency later in uh, later in his career but mm-hmm. um you know i mean i he has i would say like he has probably like a 40% chance in the hall of fame just cuz of his, yeah. his stanley cup win and like what he meant to the Rangers and Lightning, but um, yeah, I don't know if he'll. I don't think he's a first ballot though. No, uh, I think I think I think he could get in the Hall of Fame eventually, but I think it's going to take uh, yeah. several years before that because yeah. there are a lot of there are a lot of players that should be in the Hall of Fame that are still waiting to get in. I agree with that. Uh, Kyle Palmieri replace Palmieri replaces Ryan Callahan for the Team USA. Before you say anything, Phil Kessel um, had hand surgery, I guess. Um, so that's likely why they didn't choose Kessel instead of Callahan, uh, instead of um, to replace him. But um, even still, like, you know, Tyler Johnson is still alive. Uh, Kyle Ocposo. Uh, there's a number of players um, that could be better suited for Team USA than Kyle Palmieri, but um, whatever. I, I'm I'm Team North America. <laughs> um, Tyson Berry is uh, in operation. The only reason why I say this is that it looks like it's about to get ugly, according to. Uh, Eli- I, I, I think I think everyone in Colorado was hoping once Ryan yeah. O'Reilly left town, they wouldn't have this problem yeah, again. but it looks like yeah, it's, it's going to happen again. Mm-hmm. Um. Apparently, according to uh, Elliot Friedman, the t- the uh, the Avs offered four million and four point two five million for two years, obviously, and the player wants six million for one year. Um, so that just shows that they're far off on both term and money. Um, and like, I was just thinking about this. Like, what if like 
Like, I hate the whole arbitration process to begin with, because I feel like the players have no control, and the team, like, like, if the arbitrator says, like, gives them a deal, like, they're gonna, the team's obviously gonna accept it, because it's like, okay, would I rather have, like, Tyson Berry for a contract that I sort of kind of want, or, like, that's, like, kind of expensive, or, like, do I... Just no Tyson Berry at all. So I have a, I, I'm pretty sure Tyson, um, the abs are going to sign Tyson Berry pretty soon. I know he's in arbitration right now, but, um, it would be wild if he suddenly turns into an UFA, um, and the abs don't sign him. I, I think it's going to become more of a Ryan O'Reilly situation where they're yeah. going to sign him to a short-term deal, and then to avoid this pain again, they're going to trade him, and then he's going to sign long-term yeah, uh, I could, to the team they traded him to. I could see that happening, too. But but I, that's, like, that's the price yeah. when you have a lot of good talents. Yeah, that's true. Especially in Colorado. Um, I, but, like, part of me the, kind the of... Issue, the issue yeah. between Ryan O'Reilly and Tyson Berry is they need defense, and Tyson Berry's the best guy they have yeah, right yeah, yeah. Um, I'm kind of, like... A part of me is like kind of excited because like I think like like there's a chance that the team the Avs are not willing to pay him that much money, whatever the arbitrator says, and there's a chance that he'll be a UFA, um, because that that hasn't happened in all I don't think that's ever happened in RF like in recent history in terms of RFAs suddenly becoming a UFA. And when you look um, at, and you gotta wonder again, what's gonna happen uh, to Kevin Shattenkirk's yeah. value? Because once everyone sees a UFA, he instantly goes to the highest yeah, bidder yeah, yeah. more often than not, and there's gonna be a huge bidding war for Tyson yeah, yeah. Berry. But I, I, I don't think it's gonna happen. Just probably not. Um, the team has have too much control, but whatever. Um, let's go. Now that we all have all these different contracts here. Um, that happened over the two year span, uh, two week span, two year span. Um, Danny DeKaiser, six point three million with Detroit, five million AVV, AAV. I have no idea what AAV stands for, by the way. Average annual value. Average annual value. I, I just say per year, but uh, yeah. sometimes that's not accurate. I guess. Um, they like to use acronyms. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is an interesting deal. I don't think he's worth this much money for this Not long. Not right now, no. Not this long. But he is still yeah, a good defenseman. 31 points, and that was in his second yeah. year. First year, 23. Or, uh, he still is a... Seasons, last three seasons, 23 points yeah. in 65 games. 31 points in 80, that was a career high. 20 points in 78 last year. Yeah. Like, he's they're, still, they're, they're, they're basically paying him by potential at this yeah. point. He's still a good defenseman, uh, but yeah. I don't think he's worth that much. At the um, age of 26, considering they signed Mike Green to a big contract, yeah. hasn't paid off for them yet. I mean. Yeah. Um, Mrazic, speaking of Detroit, Mrazic uh, is a two-year deal, $4 million average annual value. Um, yeah, right Right now yeah. that's a good signing. I that like is, that, that is a good signing. Um, so that, like, they... Uh, so, yeah, they didn't do well on the DeKaiser contract, but the Mrazic one, they did... Pretty, they did okay on that one. Yeah, uh, I think they're they're gonna. I think they yeah. 
they're hoping that both of these guys are going to be a, a huge part of their team for years yeah. to come. And I think that's why they're willing to pay the money to the Kaiser and yeah. and to Morazic to to a lesser extent. I mean, I think you're going to have more bang for your buck for Morazic at this point. I mean, 27 wins last year, 2.33 GAA yeah. at four million. That's pretty good. Um. Uh, Chris Kreider, four-year deal with the Rangers, 4.625 annual average value. Um, yeah, I think this was this was like the day after the Broussard deal. Yeah. Um, so I think this makes sense in terms of like, okay, we traded Broussard, but that means we're going to sign Chris Kreider and, um, to a bigger deal. They also have Zibanejad, who's got decent speed. Yep. Mikhail, Mikhail Grabner, who is very, very fast. And now they've re-signed a guy who is also very, very fast. Yeah. Um, I like a lot years. of the Rangers' moves. Um, yeah, yeah, they've, they've, they've made some off-season. good ones in, in, in the yeah. offseason. I still think they're going to regress slightly, but definitely yeah. speed kills. And, and I think this is – they're trying to – they're trying to fight fire with fire when yeah. it comes to the Penguins and their quickness. And um, the Capitals, yeah. Yeah, I think this... Oh, yeah, I don't think they're as good as the Capitals or the Penguins. Yeah. But I think they are... Um, they are definitely, you know... They've definitely improved a bit, I guess. Um, but uh, the Rangers are... Oh, there were rumors that the Rangers are in on Shannon Kirk. Um, I'm not sure how they're going to try to get him, but yeah. if they get they him, they'll use that second round pick that they got yeah. from Ottawa. <laughs> Maybe right that'd be funny. Yeah. Um, um, also, it, 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 yeah. I guess the, this money they're spending prior is probably yeah. getting more than what they would have gotten. And there's also game. there's also reports that uh, the Rangers are in on Jimmy VC as well. So. Um, um, that would be interesting too if they if they want to get younger. Um, and they also able to keep Kevin Hayes for another yeah. two years. Um, a couple weeks ago, just under six million dollars yeah, yeah, yeah. total in that deal. Forty five and thirty six points in his first two campaigns with the Rangers. Um, Matt Dumba, two year, five point one million for Minnesota. Um, it's not bad deal for them. Yeah, um, not not a bad deal considering that they've got Mikhail Granlund, Eric yeah. and you know Niederreiter. All of them are RFAs uh, after this season, as is Mike Riley, a prospect in their system. Yeah. Kemper and Prosser are pending UFAs at season's end as well, so you're going to have to shell a lot of money. For a guy who got 26 points, that's a decent pay raise uh, for yeah. Matt Dumba. Marcus, and he's only going to get better too. I think yeah. He's like 22 or something like that. Yeah, he's got a lot of upside yeah. to him. Uh, Marcus Johansson uh, resigned to the Capitals for three years, four point five annual average value. This isn't too bad. Um, just before the hearing. Yeah, just before the hearing. Uh, Luke Shen to a new team, uh, Coyotes, two-year deal, one point two five annual average value. Uh, Coyotes are building quite a team now. Now I think they also have Goligoski. Uh, Luke yeah. Shen isn't. Great defenseman, but um, you know, for that for that price, it's not that bad. He's never reached thirty points in a season. Yeah. It's a low risk, high reward signing, in my yeah. opinion, for the Coyotes. And, um, and they were also yeah. bolstering their decor further uh, earlier this week. Yeah, and his uh, brother Braden um, is re- resigned to the Flyers. I think yeah, they're brothers, the, right? This one's a much much bigger deal than Luke yeah. Shen. Four year extension. Um, Scored 26 goals, 59 points, career high in 80 games uh, last yeah. year. Um, 
he had at least 40 points um, after back-to-back 82-game seasons. Um, Just over $5 per season as well. Uh, It was reported before the arbitration that Shen was looking for $5.5 a year. The team at first was offering a two-year deal worth an average annual value of $4 Uh, So whether or not they were able... Uh, whether or not the which option was the better one at this point, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, certainly after the big year, um, I think both sides feel that uh, that uh, the, the asking price uh, was reasonable. Uh, they also ke- they also keep Brandon Manning in unrelated yeah. news. So one of those one of those. Eh. Yeah, I didn't really, I didn't even include it, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, it was it was just sticking with the Flyers theme. But. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Uh, Kelly John Crock. Preds. Uh, I only included this because it was like a. It's, you don't see these kind of contracts for a this while. This is a steal for Nashville. Yeah, six two years average per two, year. Two million average for six years. Um, how old is he again? Um, let me look up General Fanger. Um, I he think he's he's pretty young too. Right? Points in eighty-one games last year. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this is a steal for them. If you know John Crock does. Yeah, he's twenty-four years old. So they have him for like thir- uh, until he's thirty. Um, yeah, this is yeah. this is like a a, um, a John Klingberg kind of signing last year. It's a cap friendly signing yeah. when you have guys like Roman Yossi, Pekarene, PK Subban, Philip Forsberg, Ryan Johansson on your team. You need cap flexibility. This provides a lot of flexibility, and not just for a couple of years, for six years. This is a huge long term deal, and especially if he gets fifty to sixty points a year, and you're only paying him two million. Yeah. Like you better take advantage of the years you have that deal because he's going to ask for a lot of money if if it when when time comes to re up and he's going to be a UFA at that yeah. point. Yeah, Matt Carl to the Preds for one year, seven hundred thousand. Uh, I guess he'll be like a uh, um, like the seventh defenseman there, but um, yeah, yeah. lower sky reward signing yeah. uh, adds a little bit more depth after um, Carl's former team. Uh, the Lightning, they uh, signed Nemistikov for a two-year deal, $1.975 million annual average value. Yeah, um, yep. 14 yep. goals, 35 points last year with the Bolts. Continue to try and keep as much yeah, of their is, talent as they could, have. And again, a discount signing. This could be a good deal for them because he was pretty good last year for uh, Champa. Um, so, yeah. Um, and then, uh, lastly, uh, this hasn't been official yet. But it looks like it will be. I just just wanted to um, make sure we have this beforehand. So Gagne to Columbus, not official yet, but it, lo- it looks like it will happen. I think it's going to be like a one-year deal. I'm not sure on the value yet, but um, yeah. So it looks like Sam Gagne is to the Columbus. Yeah. Uh, just a couple of also um, yep. uh, other minor notes. Uh, Hurricanes keep their head coach Bill Pierce for a couple more right. years. Um, Hurricanes uh, impressed at stages last year. That's that's a huge move. A lot of their young players made progress. I think it was a big reason why. Um, I like what the Coyotes did. On top of signing Luke Shen yeah. for two years, they kept Michael Stone, who um, and Murphy, Connor Murphy. Thir- yeah, he recorded 36 points last year, signed to a one-year $4 million yeah. deal. And then they get Connor Murphy locked up for six more years. Um, what people don't realize, top three on um, amongst defensemen, uh, a nice time played on the team last year, 
spend a lot of time with Oliver Ekman Larson, probably their best blue liner on uh, on the top line most nights. Yeah. Um, to get him for under four million, even though he had just recorded a career high seventeen points in seventy eight games. Again, they're signing a guy with a lot of potential that they think is going to command a lot of money down the road. And they're hoping signing him to this contract is going to be really cap-friendly for them down the road. So I think this is going to prove to be a really, really good signing for uh, Cheka and company. Yeah. Uh, and also, Austin Matthews signed his entry-level deal with bonuses. Uh, immediately during that time, Peter Holland was waived, cleared waivers, and then the Leafs promptly re-signed him to a yeah. one-year deal. I think this is kind of like a cadre, show-me-what-you've-got kind of signing. you got one year to prove yourself. Let's see what you got. And, yeah, uh, I, I, there he was. Hasn't reached, he hasn't reached forty yeah. points at the, AHL, at the NHL level. Peter Holland has, there so is, it'll be interesting to see what the Leafs get out of him. Speaking this year. on uh, Matthews and that extra and that entry level contract, I remember I like I messaged you on Facebook about yeah, how, yeah. like, like how like, I was like yeah. there was like a report was that Lou wasn't willing to pay him bonuses because he's like famous for that. Yeah. Um, and then um, and then the next day it was just like, oh, he's. Signed to entry level contract. It was kind of funny. Um, is that it for? Uh, yeah, that's that's okay. pretty much it. Uh, yeah. So now we're on to Sens Bruins. The Bruins uh, don't have much going on. Um, so I guess we'll just do the Sens here. Uh, yeah, Hoffman finally signed for you guys. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. I'll just yeah, say it's a it was a four year deal, three point eight the first and last. Um, and then 5.6 second and third. Um, that's 20.76 million altogether and a 5.18 million annual average value. Um, yeah, if you want to talk more about that, you've been, you've been talking about this forever, it feels like. <laughs> yeah, it, there's a part of the Mika's advantage story where he said Mike Hoffman was still looking for a new contract. Well, they saw that problem about a week later. Yeah. Um, also a limited no-movement clause uh, as well. Ten-team no-trade list in the final three years. Uh, only get paid $3.8 million this year, which is which is solid. Um, 29 goals to go with 30, 30 assists last year. Uh, led the Senators in goals in each of the past two seasons. To put that into perspective, Ryan Johansson finished with 60 points. Mike Hoffman just one point less than him. And uh, Ryan Johansson was getting paid, I think, roughly $6 million. So... Um, I think uh, the fact that Mike Hoffman's been consistently producing for Ottawa the past two years especially, um, scoring about as close to 30 goals as you can get without scoring 30 goals a season, um, I, I think that he really deserved a pay raise, and I'm glad Ottawa gave it to him. Um, led the Sens and goals in each of the past two years. Uh, to put his salary into perspective, his cap hit is cheaper than that of Jaden Schwartz, David Boland, Jason Pominville, and Joffrey Lupul. And uh, Matt Molson getting paid $5 million a year, too. Um, now the Sens need to re-sign Cody Ceci. But half the bout was getting Mike Hoffman signed. They've got that done. Cody Ceci now becomes their their main focus uh, to get signed uh, at this point. Uh, unfortunately, there were there was also some sad news. Uh, Bobby Ryan's uh, mother passed away after a two-week battle with uh, cancer. Uh, wrote a very touching article in the Players' Tribune about uh, her influence on his life. Uh, I'm going to post it to uh, the Lace em Up Facebook page. Uh, you guys have to read this. It's absolutely 
a tear-jerking letter, one of the more emotional letters that I have read on any website in a, in a very long time. Um, and, he, and he talks about, you know, the family story about how, how his, his dad um, uh, assaulted her and, and, and abused her and how he went to jail for it and how it was just the two of them for the better part of his childhood. And, and he said it was really important to tell her story how she impacted his life. Um, and, and if you don't mind, I'm just going to read a, a snippet of this, if, if you don't mind, Brett. Um, this, is, this is really, really telling. So this is from a, a section from the Players' Tribune. When I think about you, I don't think about what Dad did to you. I don't think about how scared we were when he was caught. The first thing that comes to my mind of all the things in the world is California Pizza Kitchen. When we were on our own, we were really struggling financially and couldn't afford much beyond the basics. But we constantly set money aside so that every two weeks we could go out to dinner together. We'd always go to California Pizza Kitchen, usually in the afternoon, so we could split the happy hour special, a Caesar salad and a pizza. We'd place the order and then we would just talk. And then we make up for all the time we were apart because we were working two jobs. And for that window of time, we weren't poor we weren't angry or sad. We were a family. You used to make me laugh when you tell me one day I put you in a nice house. You were taking care of things for the time being, but the responsibility would be put on me eventually, you'd say. Now that you're gone, I feel like I got robbed of the chance to take care of you in the way I wanted to. Even though I realized I could never repay you for what you gave me, I look forward to providing for you as you got older. With the circumstances of my childhood, there were a lot of ways my life could have gone. There were a lot of times where I could have screwed up or strayed in the wrong direction. But instead, I have realized all of my dreams, every single one, and it was all because of you. Very, very touching. Our condolences to Bobby Ryan yeah. uh, and his family. And uh, very, very tough time for them. I'll post uh, the article uh, to uh, the Lace em Up pa uh, Facebook page. Uh, definitely a must-read for any hockey fan. Very, very touching. Uh, until next time, I'm Steve Ellsworth. Yeah, I'm Brett Dubuff. We're actually going to take, we're going to be on a mini hiatus. Oh, yes. Uh, 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 we're going to be no. not, we're, uh, I'm going to be away for a bit, but, um, but I, so we'll be back in three weeks. But, um, yeah, I believe uh, we're going to record the next one on August 21st. That's the yeah. date right now. But, uh, but for you so. guys, that's, it'll be out on August 22nd. But yeah, yeah, and and we'll have a a couple of other um, yeah, we'll, we'll have a couple of we'll other, have a, we'll have a we'll, we'll have, have a couple a, of other questions yeah. that are going to come up uh, to to and debate I, amongst ourselves, and we welcome your feedback as well. And I assume the rapid fire will be long too. Um, yeah, probably because there will there will probably be, be a, arbitration yeah. hearings and all that. There are probably going to be a lot of stuff to and talk I, about. And I I wouldn't be surprised if Shannon Kirk or like Bishop get traded if they're going to get traded at all. Um, yeah. Get but anyways, we'll, we'll talk about that uh, and tons more on episode yep. 41 of the Lace Up Podcast.